Hey, good evening, guys. Here we are, Boxing 101 with me again, Monday nights, 8.30. Thanks for coming out on TalkingFight.com. Live. Coming at you live. Right on. You got Neil the Deal here. Thanks a lot, guys, again, for coming out. The uh, the views. I want to say thank you very much, guys, for the views, the likes, the shares, the subscriptions, and uh, banging and bashing that notification bell. Things have been absolutely going bananas over here at Talking Fight. And we got to thank you, the fans. We really appreciate you. So uh, thanks a lot again. Take care of yourselves uh, whenever you're out and about. That's all I got to tell you. All right. So let's get right into Boxing 101. As we do, we talk about the fights I was uh, uh, previewing uh, last week for the weekend that just passed. And uh, if you guys were watching any of those fights, I watched all obviously all of them and many, many, many more. I'm continually watching fights. Uh, old ones, new ones, young amateurs. Uh, as much as as much information as we can get here at TalkingFight.com to give you the fans and the people of the world, we will do here at TalkingFight.com. So we're going to talk about uh, the big fight that I was talking about last week, and uh, it went off this weekend. It was the uh, Tim Zhu versus Ocampo, Carlos Ocampo fight. Now, if you go back to the other episode, I did. Uh, let you guys all know that uh, Mr. Tim Zhu, I call him Tizu, but it's really Zhu, uh, was a big up-and-comer a few years ago that I saw. He was the thunder from down under. I knew that he had a chance to uh, come through the ranks and uh, make a big mark. He did most of his fighting in the South Pacific there in Australia, whatever you want to call it, in Australia. He was kind of off the radar, kind of a little bit on the radar a few years ago. I brought him out in the forefront, and here he is. He's now one step away from a world championship belt. Uh, he did an absolute amazing job. Mr. Zhu, if you're watching out there, fantastic buddy. I'm really proud of you. Uh, that was an awesome display of boxing. Um, it it kind of brought me back to the old days when uh, guys actually just went out there and gave it their all right from the second that the bell rang. It doesn't happen like that. Most of the time, guys kind of, Bounce around and bop around and feel each other out and la 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 and play la la da dee dee da 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 and all that jazz and stuff. But man, Zoo had no nothing on his mind but absolute and complete annihilation. And that's exactly what happened. And that shocked me. I thought Ocampo would have more in the uh more in his toolbox to be able to kind of stop Zoo, keep him at bay. He's got a long reach, he's got knockout power. Uh, he had a lot going for him, and I really thought he was somebody that could actually, you know, give uh, Zoo a really hard time, but that was not the case. If you go check out the fight, Mr. Zoo popped out, uh, popped into the ring, popped into the first round, and absolutely threw it at him. Within a minute and 17 seconds, Ocampo had turtled, which is not what you want to do in a boxing match, and was knocked out flat on his keister. Uh, he had no chance. I don't even know if he, I, I've got to watch it a few more times. He might've landed one punch. I, I maybe one or two, but I don't even think they were just glancing blows. They weren't even scoring, scoring punches, but zoo just went in there. If you want, and just destroyed him in seconds with phenomenal footwork, uh, put, uh, put him right up against the ropes, went inside uh, combination, punching uppercuts. It was just, it was, it was, it was a masterpiece right there. So again, watch out for uh, Tim zoo. He's uh, he's coming up. He won the belt. He's he's a belt holder now, uh, but he's looking for the big belts. He wants the big ones. So, I'm I'm looking at him uh, getting a big shot at one of the big boys, Devin Haney, 
possibly maybe Tia Fermo Lopez. Maybe we don't know what's happening with this retirement, Balarki, whatever we know about the five fight thing. But he's my buddy. I love him more than anything, but we'll see what happens. I guess he's kind of wanting the Canelo deal. I guess it makes sense. But uh, anyways, Kazoo was 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 out of control. He's got some stiff competition. He could go up against uh, Javante Davis. He's got so many guys that he's in that division that he's going to have to uh, decide that his team's going to have to decide. I kind of think he needs one more before he takes. He, that is a huge step in competition to be able to uh, have to fight these world champions right now in the lightweight division because all of them have their own style. All of them are fantastically put together. They are. There's no weaknesses in most of these guys' game. So Tim's going to have to continue training hard, and I'm sure he'll do well. I think he's got a big shot. I told you years ago, and here it is. So I don't think he's going to waste it. So anyways, moving on. We did talk also last week about the uh, Regis Porgranis fight against Donatello Zorilla. Now, guys, I watched that fight again uh, live, and uh, I was – completely blown away myself and uh, uh knuckle up mikey Orr had a show last night guys if you want to check it out we did a new show last night uh well it is knockout of the week but uh i'm now going to be part of knockout of the week with mike we're going to talk about stuff and figure that one out i guess and uh and we had a great discussion about some of the fights like the zoo fight the progranis fight as well as the alley fight and uh we had a great one so if you want to check out yesterday's episode uh knockout of the week with mikey or and myself check that out but i'm going to go over it a little bit here with you guys here on my show this is my opinion uh progranis did not come out with a very good display he was at home he got lucky first round knocked out cold i'm not going to get too far into it knocked out cold he uh he did the old uh, fall into the crotch thing last time that happened i uh, don't even want to think about it uh, but he fell into his crotch, kind of slid down to his ankles, gave him the old grab. First round, he was totally knocked out, did not know where he was. That's an old trick, okay? That's an old trick. And uh, lucky he was taught that old trick because if not, he wouldn't be the world champion right now. He would have made himself kind of look dumb in front of his hometown crowd, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So he, right from round one, he wasn't himself. He didn't put out a very good uh, display. He admitted it in the uh, post fight in the ring. Uh, Eddie Hearn kind of tried to, um, you know, you know uh, fledge the thing a little bit, but we all saw it. We're not blind. We may be deaf and dumb, but we're not blind. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not deaf, but it could be dumb. But anyways, Zarilla, great show, man. He came in as a, as a throw-in. He was a replacement. They kind of didn't give him much uh, of a chance. Uh, I was telling you last week, he was plus 800, throw a little ding on him. Uh, I would say like 20 bucks, 10 bucks, something like, you know, 10 bucks pays 80 bucks. It's good to go. Uh, five bucks pays 40 bucks. Good to go. And uh, you know what? He actually did the job in round one and the fight was over. So Progranis got really lucky in my mind. He's not going to get so lucky the next time. Mark my words. He kind of lost that fight overall really too. So again, we're going back to the, uh, you know, home ice advantage. Uh, maybe some of the refs were from the States uh who knows you know what i mean there's some weirdness going on there he's a little bit of a bigger name obviously and the promoters want to keep the big names in the game that way they bring in bigger and better attendances which means bigger and better paydays and bigger and better gate receipts or re you know they're bringing in more cash for themselves so i can kind of see that one going down that way it was uh it was a pretty good fight like i say uh 
for granted for, Regis, you gotta have to really like you even admitted it. Guys, check it out. Go 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 and Google all that, and you'll see he admitted it wasn't his best effort. He didn't fight very well. He needs to go back and work on a lot of things. He was he he reviewed that knockout in the first round because they called it a push. Now, if you look at it, it's like it gave him time not only between the time that he was grabbing onto his legs and sliding down to his ankles, that gave him about eight seconds. And then the and then he laid on the canvas for another six seconds. And then he got up, and then the ref called a push, and then he backed him up, which gave him another 10 seconds. So by then, he had sort of got his wits about himself. But the first five seconds of that knockout, he was literally in la-la land. He did not know where he was, what was happening, and he was grasping at straws, which uh, apparently were Zerillo's legs. So I couldn't believe it. I was just like, wow, this guy's actually pulling that trick. That is unbelievable. So I guess you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to win. He did what he had to do, and that's the end of that. We'll see how it goes. Good luck next time, Regis and Zarilla. I like you, man. That that was a good display. You you really you brought it, and uh, Progranis, you really got to step it up a notch because being a champion and having that kind of a you know a fight, you really don't you don't want that under your resume because the next time it ain't gonna be so pretty. All right, so let's guys. Thanks again for coming out, Boxing One Hundred and One here at TalkingFight.com with me, Neil the Deal. We're going to talk a little bit about the fights this week that I'm looking at. So, oh, I did predict Tim Zoo, and I did predict Pogranis, so I got two for two on my predictions right there last week. All right, let's go with uh, the new ones this week. This weekend, uh, we got some big fights coming up, guys. Another great, blistering, bopping weekend. We got uh, Edgar... Berlango, Berlango versus Jason uh, Quigley. That will be Jason Quigley. Berlango versus Quigley, Saturday, June 24th, Madison Square Garden Theater, New York, USA. All right, that's the big house. That's the Mecca. That's where everybody wants to be. Uh, it's uh, it's in the uh, it's a 10-rounder in the super middleweight division. Berlanga is uh, from the U.S. and Quigley is from Ireland. Berlanga has a record of 20 and 0. He's 26 years old. Quigley has a record of 20 and 2, uh, and he's 32 years old. So there is, what, a seven-year difference in age. Uh, Berlanga has 16 KOs, and Quigley has 14 KOs. So they both have 20 wins. So pretty even on that level, although Berlanga is uh, ranked very much higher than Quigley. Quigley has no ranking, and Berlanga is uh, number five by ring, number five by the WBO, number 11 by the IBF, and number 11 by the WBO. BC. So Berlanga is looking like the guy that's uh early on in his career, his 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 fights were lasting about one to two rounds. He basically knocked out everybody. The last couple of fights, they've been going a little longer. I've seen a few of them. Somewhere in the six, seven, seven round range, seven, eight rounds. So his competition's been getting stiffer, but he's still been handling it no problem. Uh I'm thinking that uh, that this is going to be a real real good fight. I, I think I like Berlanga. He's got a, a little more uh, skill, I think natural skill, than Quigley. Quigley's a great fighter. He's got a lot of heart. You know the Irish fighters. You know, they, they drink hard. They fight hard. Uh, whatever. They do it all, you know. They do. They sing hard. You know what I mean? So the Irish, you know, are, are a serious uh, serious bunch of fighters no matter what you look. And they, they, they always bring a big game. I'm looking forward to that. I think Quigley's got a chance. But I'm going to take uh, Berlanga, KO, uh, between the sixth and eighth round. I don't think Quigley's going to be able to uh, handle that uh, barrage from Berlanga. 
and uh, he's got a little more, I would say, just natural skill. He's a little more put together. He keeps his chin in a little tighter. His combination punching is a little bit better. Uh, he works the ring a little bit better than Quigley. So it's close, but I'm going to give it to Berlanga. I'm going to give him a knockout probably around the seventh, eighth round. Could be early as a sixth. That's going to be a broadcast. It'll be on DAZN Global in um, the UK and uh, DAZN USA. So we always like DAZN. Thanks. Thank you very much, the guys at DAZN. For bringing us these great fights around the world we really appreciate it here at talkoffight.com and guys always go to the zone it's uh it's a, it's a great little uh i would say you know if you're gonna pay for a monthly subscription try it out but me i always go for a yearly you know what i mean like there's no doubt because they just bring sport after sport after sport and uh, the big fights the big matches uh, the, everything is so easy it's a really easy uh it's really easy when you get to the zone and you, you check out their, their, how that, how it works. You guys will be really happy. There's, there's a two year old could, could get to zone if you know what I mean. So some of the up and coming fights, I think these guys are going to be looking at, obviously they're both looking at Canelo. Canelo's the big man. Uh, I don't think either of them are in that league as of yet. They could be in the next year, but they both want a shot at Canelo. Uh, I think that Berlanga, he really likes Diego Pacheco. He's also looking at David Benavidez, which might be a problem for him, too, because Benavidez is a big-time, big-time fighter with uh, long arms and, uh, and a lot of heart. Uh, there's also Jamie Munguia, who just became a world champion. He's another guy I talked about. He's now a world champion. They might want to bring him up and uh, fight him. That's a, That goes as well as Quigley. If Quigley pulls it off, he's probably looking at uh, Ryota Murata. Somebody like that could be a good opponent for him. Canelo, of course. Uh, Gary Spike O'Sullivan, I understand, is in the mix. And, uh, again, Jamie Munguia. So, I mean, these guys are, are at the top of their game. Both of them got a lot in the tank. So it's going to be a barn burner, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So check it out on DAZN. Uh, the next fight we're looking at is going to be, again, Saturday, June 24th. It's from the Ota City General Gymnasium in Tokyo, Japan. That fight is uh, Joshua Franco versus Kazuto Ioka, and that is number two. So they had a number one fight, and we might as well talk about that before we talk about anything. They had a fight December 31st, 2022. It was a majority draw, which I was a little confused about majority draw. So how does that work exactly, guys? Well, I checked it out. What it is is it's two judges have the fight as a draw, and one judge has a winner. So nobody wins. It's actually a draw because the draws outweigh the winner. So it's two judges draw and one judge winner. So that it ended up in a majority draw. So it, it basically it was a stalemate. So this is number two. Uh, it's in the same place as number one was there in the gymnasium, general gymnasium in Tokyo, Japan. It was approximately what? That would be, well, six months and 24 days something like that six months 24 days ago they were in the same spot so now they're in uh, the second fight it's a 12 rounder in the super flyweight division uh franco is rated number four by ring magazine kazuto ioka is ranked number six by the wba and number two by ring magazine uh, it's 115 pound 5.2 stone 52.2 kilogram division and they're fighting for the WBA Super Flyweight Championship of the World. Big, big match. Uh, boxing in Japan is huge, as we know. Anui's are just bringing it on. Anui's, Naoya has got, like, what, four belts now? He's, like, kicking butt. 
which I have told you about him before. And uh, a lot of, I got a lot of views with Anoya Anui. And uh, hey, man, congratulations, by the way, Anoya. Good job, man. You're, uh, you're, you're doing exactly what I figured you'd be doing over there. So it's going to be the flyweight championship of the world there, Franco and Ioka, too. Uh, Franco is 18 and 1 with three draws. He's got eight KOs. That gives him a 52% knockout percentage. Ioka is 29, 2 and 1, 15 KOs. Uh, that's a 44% knockout ratio. Uh, percentage, sorry, right? Uh, Franco is 27 years old and Ioka is 34 years old. So there is a seven year difference in age. Now, in the first fight, uh, it's interesting because Ioka was a big favorite in that fight he was minus 180 uh which means you put up 180 bucks to win 100 but uh and i believe franco was like plus 140 or something like that so you put up 100 you win 140 so it ended up a draw and uh we're gonna go over those those numbers in a second there were no numbers on the earlier fight the the odds bookies have not brought it out as of yet so we couldn't really predict that one uh, but what we're going to do here is we're going to go over a few little things like the ring walk of that one is going to be at uh, 12 p.m. UTC, which is obviously Japan time, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So at 8 a.m. I'll be watching that fight on Saturday, 8 a.m. here in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, uh, 5 a.m. Pacific time. So 5 a.m. in California. I really don't think those people are going to get up at 5 a.m. to watch that. Uh, you know, California is they kind of they're probably just going to sleep at 5 a.m. And uh, 1 p.m. British Standard Time in the UK. So at 1 p.m., right when the boys are cracking a few beers there at the pub there, they're going to uh, watch the fight. And there's a couple of English ones, too. They're probably checking out. All right. So the odds opened up. Uh, Franco was minus 130. Ioka was plus 100. So, but that has changed. Now it is Franco is minus 130 and Kazuto Ioka is minus 110. So he's a slight underdog now. Kazuto is an underdog. Uh, my prediction on this is going to be, I'm going to go right back to the first fight. What it should be was minus 180. Now Franco's the favorite. So I am taking Ioka, Kazuka, Iota. Uh, I'm going to just, I'm just call it a, a split decision. I think it's going to go all the way. Split decision for uh, Ioka, and uh, that's my prediction on that one. I'm probably going to shoot down uh, 50 skins or whatever on that and hope for the best. I mean, it's going to be a great fight. It's pretty even. Both the fighters have skill. They've already fought against each other. It was a draw. So it's I can't see it being really, really one-way lopsided in the, in this, this second fight. So that's basically what we're going to do. All right, so that's that. Last but not least, I'm just going to talk quick about the Carlos Amiez, Amiez and uh, Julian Williams fight. That's going to be in Armory, Minneapolis, USA. That is, again, Saturday the 24th of this weekend. Uh, it's 160 pounds. It's in the middleweight division. And uh, 160 pounds, 11.4 stones, 72.6 kilogram. I always love the middleweight division because it's uh, Marvin Hagler, one of my favorites. And uh, they're vying for the uh, WBC Interim Middleweight Championship of the World. That will be a great fight. You might want to check that out, too. Adames is 22-1 and one with 17 KOs. Williams is 28-3 with 16 KOs. Showtime is covering that one. Big Showtime, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, and 4 a.m. British Standard Time in the U.K. So I'll be watching that 11 p.m. on Showtime because it's uh, free. Showtime is good here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So... That's what we got for the weekend, guys. 
Hope you had a good time. Enjoy yourselves. Next week, we'll see you a lot. Love, love, love the views. The views have been going up great, guys. I really appreciate the sharing and stuff you've been doing for all, all of the Talk and Fight hosts. We're all appreciating the views, the shares, the likes. Uh, the subscriptions have been bombing up and everything else has been going great. So until next time, get better, not bitter. We'll see you. We'll see you soon. Probably, let me think. We might see you later this week with uh, big boy uh, Mikey or knuckle up Mikey. Or he's got a few things in store for me apparently. So hopefully we'll see you then. But we will see you next week here. Monday, Boxing 101 with me, Neil the Deal. Again, get better, not bitter. Take care. <laughs>